So are you someone that would like to become an appraiser? Or maybe you're an appraiser that uh, you know someone that might be interested in becoming an appraiser. Maybe you have a family a member or a friend that's in another state and they admire what you do as an appraiser and they'd like to become an appraiser. Obviously that might be difficult for you to be their supervisor if they're so far away, although probably not impossible. That's another conversation. Or maybe you're a, a newer appraiser, right? You've been certified for less than three years and you don't have the ability to take on a trainee. You've got people knocking at your door. They want to they want to do what you do. They want to become an appraiser. You'd love to help them out, but you can't because you haven't been certified long enough to actually take on trainees. Well, what do you think about an alternative to the traditional method of becoming an appraiser you know for so many years the door has been closed i had a student one time tell me that he called 85 appraisers before he found one that was interested in possibly taking him on as a trainee you know if there's somebody out there that would like to become an appraiser there should be a path available to them in which they can become an appraiser. And now there is. Come on back. We're going to talk about it. And I've actually got a special guest on the program that is in the middle of such a program right now. So see what he has to say about it. Come on back and join the conversation. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast, brought to you as always by the great folks over at Appraiser eLearning. You need some education? Check us out at appraiserelearning.com. You'll be glad you did. And so now I'd like to introduce my special guest. Uh, he is an aspiring appraiser, uh, an appraiser wannabe maybe. I don't know what the proper term is. But Jack, welcome to the program. How you doing, my friend? Good, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, uh, Jack Zix, man, I love that. Jack Zix, called him Little Jack the other day. I don't know if he got mad at me or not. But Jack Zix, I kind of like that just as well. Jack, uh, we've got folks that are listening in. We've, we've got some viewers, and if you're not watching, you can certainly go to our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search out Appraiser E-Learning. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. It'll keep you in the know, especially if we have a special alert. I need some more subscribers. So do me a favor and right now, jump over to YouTube and hit subscribe. But Jack, if we've got somebody listening or watching, introduce yourself to the world. Let everybody know who Jack Zix is. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Jack. Uh, I'm 24. I'm a recent college graduate out of Clemson. Um, I live here in the upstate of South Carolina. I think like a lot of people that get into um, appraisals, you know, that was not my intention leaving college. I graduated and actually with actually a health science degree. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Very uncertain. Um, and I, I, I knew my boss, who's a certified residential appraiser here in the upstate, 
kind of had some conversations with him about what to do, about what he did. And yeah, just kind of fell into the industry. Like I think a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can you can say who your boss is if you want to, or may, unless you're embarrassed, maybe you don't want to. <laughs> I, don't know. I work for Paul Rowe and uh, Oscar Mike Appraisal Group here in the upstate. Very cool, very cool. And now you're doing a little bit of stuff with us too, right? Also, Brian, yeah. I also work for Reynolds and World, the um, our, a nationwide firm we have right now. Yeah, yeah. So Paul and I came together and, and uh, recently opened a company. We we're going to focus on commercial only, and then we decided, what the heck, we might as well, uh, we've got some infrastructure in place, we might as well do some uh, residential stuff as well. So Jack is uh, helping us out on uh, on uh, the nationwide firm as well, and, and tickled to death that he's willing to help us out. So Jack, uh, let the listeners know a little bit about um before we get into that special program I kind of was talking about, talk about, uh, because you just, just got into that not long ago. So talk about, you know, what your training has been and, and what, uh, what the supervisor, because you were, you were really going down the path of the traditional role. And then Paul gave you an opportunity to, to do something that might kind of fast track that a little bit. And we'll get to that in a minute. But let my listeners and viewers know a little bit about what it's been like um, getting in, getting into this profession. Yeah. So it can definitely be difficult. And it was for me, uh, at the start, I was doing a lot of training under Paul, but here in our state on appraiser can only have three trainees. So he already had three and, you know, obviously you're uncertain of when that next spot would open up. So it could be a year, two years from who, who knows. So I, while I felt like I was learning a lot, um, I wasn't really progressing towards my license but just because I wasn't able to be a trainee with that, with that three maximum. Yeah. So you were doing, you were doing some of the, the duties and had some of the responsibilities of what a traditional trainee would be, but because Paul didn't have an open slot for you, you weren't able to claim any experience credit. You were gaining experience. You were getting knowledge, which is wonderful, but it wasn't helping you toward your goal of, of at first even becoming a trainee. You weren't weren't considered technically a trainee by your state, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so talk about the uh, the classes, and and then we'll get into Perea. Uh, you've had some some uh, various classes already. Principles, procedures. Have you had some of those? Yes, sir. I have completed all the McKissick qualifying education courses. So had everything ready for to be a trainee if it was available to me but obviously it wasn't at the current time right right so let's talk about this alternative so if there's if there's a listener or viewer right now that's not an appraiser who would like to be an appraiser they have created uh an alternative to kind of the traditional model right and and for those listening it's called Perea. Uh, it's, I don't know how they came up with that name. I've, I've always teased it. it sounds like sushi, right? I'm getting a sushi roll. I'll have the Perea roll, right? Extra yum yum. But, but it's, it stands for Practical Applications of Real Estate Appraisal. And in your own words, uh, Jack, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about what Perea is. Yeah, so just from a, a broad view uh, what the program consists of is a knowledge center is what they call it which is just some kind of intro 
information about appraisals and stuff like that. They have 10 practice assignments that you complete. Um, it's various different properties, vacant land, uh, two to four unit, you know, single family residential, 10, 10 of those assignments you complete. And then they have some immersive skills that you complete. And one, once you've completed all these assignments, you're able, you take a final exam, you have some final reports to do, and then you're able to sit for your test to become licensed. Um, also, one of the, the core tenets of the program is you have a mentor with you throughout it all. So from the first assignment throughout the entire program, you have a mentor who you're communicating with. Um, he's grading you and you meet with them constantly throughout the program. Okay. All right. So let's, let's just, you know, pull the reins back just a little bit and make sure everybody that's listening understands. Okay. You have to still take all your qualifying education from whatever provider, right? You have to take all your QE, just like if it was the traditional model of you getting a supervisor and going out and, and training you, right? So you gotta have principles and procedures and the 15 hour use map, you've gotta have highest and best use. All of those courses you have to take and pass the examinations. Um, yes. you, you also have to take a supervisor trainee class and then Perea is designed to be an alternative to the traditional model of gaining experience. So my understanding is, uh, Jack, I mean, I, I know you've got Paul there, now you've got me or whoever with R&R, &R, but, but you could do this from home if you weren't with an appraisal firm, right? If somebody's listening right now, they they don't have the luxury that you do of work. I don't know if it's a luxury working with us, but, but but they don't have someone they're working with in an appraisal office, right? They just say, "Hey, I woke up today and I want to become a real property appraiser." They could take their qualifying education and take Perea without having a supervisor. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to let everyone know, this is an alternative to the traditional practical applications of real estate appraisal. You need to check with your state and make sure they've adopted that they they've approved that path, but you can actually go through the Perea program. And when you come out on the other end, once you successfully navigate, whatever that obstacle course is, then you have everything that you need in order to take the exam. And if you pass that, then you are an appraiser. I mean, without ever having had a supervisor. Now, we're going to get into the meats, uh, the nuts, the bolts a little bit in just a second. But let me uh, give a little shout out to my sponsor real quick. Uh, the Appraisal Update podcast is sponsored by LIA Administrators and Insurance Services, and we certainly appreciate their sponsorship. They've been with us for a little while now, and we, we really genuinely appreciate their continued support. You know, since 1978, LIA Administrators and Insurance Services has been offering E&O insurance to valuation professionals. LIA applies superior customer service and exceptional liability education an unparalleled claim defense to serve over 10,000 real estate professionals all across the country. They have all types of insurance, including commercial bonds, general liability, cyber liability, and so much more. Check out liability.com to learn more about how LIA can help protect you and your business. Thanks again, LIA. I appreciate your continued support. 
You guys have been a great partner in helping us continue the Appraisal Update podcast, and we gen genuinely uh, appreciate your support. All right, Jack, back to you. So you got enrolled in this alternative program, right? Let's talk about it. When, how long have you been doing it? So I'm about six weeks in. All right, six weeks in. How, how long do they say... Or ha I know each individual is probably different, right? But did they give you an idea of a, of a time frame, an ETA, as to how long it would take you to successfully navigate this, this Perea? Yeah, so it's, um, they say about 12 to 18 months is what they think will take, it'll take to complete. Um, and it's also self-paced. And what they mean by that is it's at your own pace, but the assignments you're turning in are graded. So you turn in and they're graded back. So that self-paced is also determined on your mentor and how he's grading you and everything like that. Okay. So it, 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 you've, you've completed some of these assignments and turned in to, to your mentor and you've gotten graded and, and the grade scorecard, right? Has that, that's happened with you? Okay. All right. Yes. I'm not going to ask you for your grade. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> do they actually give you a grade or do they just say, you know, you successfully navigated this or you didn't try again? It depends. Um, there are, you know, multiple choice questions, fill in the blank questions that give you an actual physical grade. And then there are portions of each report that you turn in where you just get a complete status. Gotcha. So a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. All right. Very cool. So uh, this is something that, that if you want, you know, you work all day with Paul or you work all day with Paul and I, and you're like, all right, I'm going to go home. We're going to eat dinner. And, you know, I'd like to knock out a couple more hours of this or spend a, a couple of, I've, I've got some free time. Can you sign on at 11 o'clock at night and work on this? Yeah, you can do it anytime, day or night, but uh, the mentors who are grading you are only business hours. So like nine to five. So if you turn it in, let's say on like a Saturday, you know, you don't necessarily expect that to be graded Sunday. You might have and, to wait till Monday, 9am. Yeah. And but that you makes can turn sense. So, so is, and, and you're, if you have a question or a concern or you need clarity on something, are you saying that mentor is available, you know, on, on Monday through Friday, you pick up the phone or you send them an email or something, you can get a hold of your mentor pretty easily? Yeah, within the portal, you have options. You can send them direct messages. And with, with my experience and my mentor, he's always gotten back to me very quickly. Pretty promptly. Okay, great, great. And, and with the mentor, um, does that change up? Or, or, or do you have, Jack is assigned a mentor and Jack, this is your mentor for the entire Perea program. I believe it's just one mentor. Um, I'm only about 30% through the program right now. And I've been with the same mentor the entire time, but I do believe that's how it's going to be moving okay. forward. Okay. So you think you'll, you'll be with that same mentor for the fulfillment of your participation in the Perea program? 12 to 18 months, whatever it is. Okay, very cool. Um, just, just nobody's watching. Just be real honest. <laughs> there might be a few people watching. What do you like about it? And what do you not like about it? Yeah, so starting with the likes, uh, the mentor probably has been one of my favorite parts. My guy's very knowledgeable. 
He's an MAI. Um, and he's, we just had a very good connection. You know, it's not really like, it's like a teacher, but we also, it's more like a professor almost because we can sit down, have in-depth conversations. We've had many meetings and I really enjoyed having that guidance. Um, I also like, it's very thorough, the program. Um, I've learned a lot more than I have, than I did in the McKissick courses, which is a lot of, you know, just click a button. So this is a lot more interactive, um, which I've enjoyed. And it's really gone through appraisal reports a lot more thoroughly than, than I, I expected, honestly. So for example, um, there are a lot of things in um, appraisal reports, like templates, you know, they're just a lot of boilerplate sentences here and there that go in every template, every report. Um, and you don't really think about it when you're doing it. But through this program, they really break everything down and you have to think about it. And there's no boilerplate. Everything you're doing specific to the assignment, which is great from a learning um, aspect. Also, I'm learning new methods of valuation that we don't necessarily use every day. Uh, linear regressions, sensitivity analysis, stuff like that, that I don't get to see in the office every day. So that's been really, really helpful. Um, so stuff I don't like. They have, well, well, let's start here. Coming from McKissick to this program, I think there's a gap in what they expect you to know. So I'm fortunate enough to, you know, I have worked in the industry. I have a job here in the office where I'm looking at reports every day and working on appraisals. But someone who just got out of the McKissick courses and then came into this program, I think they would be a little lost for the first couple assignments. So I don't think that transition from the qualifying education to this is as smooth as it as they want it to be, if that if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So somebody that's green out there that has no experience whatsoever, you think this may be a, a, a stumbling block for them. It, it, it's a lot of bam, you know, information uh, on day one, and it may be a little overwhelming is what you're saying. Exactly. Especially on those first couple assignments, I think you'd have some trouble there if you're completely green. Because even, you know, I had some trouble. I had to learn how they wanted the assignments, but I did have that benefit of some more knowledge being in the industry. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had a, I had a student take a class from me one time and uh, it was the USPAP class. So that's, that's, it's a little, USPAP is, you know, the, the two day course and then you have an exam at the end and, and people, people think that's, I've had people not successfully complete it and have to take a, take the test a second time, you know, a different test. But, um, and I remember a guy came in the second day. He said, we were going to have the second day of the class. And at the end of that class, he, you got to take a test. And uh, he was carrying his books and he came in and he sat down. And he said, hey, uh, I, I just had a quick question. The, the test later on this afternoon, that, that's an open book test, right? And I said, I said, no, sir, it's not an open book test. And he got a little mad, Jack. He, he's like, you know, this is a lot of information. I mean, I was here yesterday. I'm here today. You're going to still teach us the second half of the course today. 
and then we're expected to, to take this exam and pass it at the end of the second day. There is a ton of information, some to, especially to your point, Jack, somebody green, right? Somebody brand new. There's a ton of information here, and then I'm expected to take a test at the end of the second day. That just seems unreasonable. That sounds ridiculous. And I just looked at him, and I said, hey, I have a question for you. Who told you becoming an appraiser was just going to be easy? Who, 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 who told you navigating this course was going to be a, a, a cakewalk, you know? You, if, if they did, you need to go back and have another conversation with them. Nobody said this was going to be easy. And, and so that's why I encourage folks to get your books in advance, trying to look through those books, especially you, Spap. I encourage students to get your USPAP book, which we got a new one coming out real soon, and take it to every qualifying course you take from here on out. Because USPAP is going to be probably spoke of in some capacity throughout the rest of your training. So get to know that very well. Jack, in your, in your PREA program, how much do they reference USPAP and how much is that part of your training via this PREA program? They reference it constantly. You know, USPAP is a core of what all appraisers do. Um, and that's kind of where that, I guess, disconnect almost. They, they reference it con constantly, but it's more you're expected to know it rather than learning it on the spot. So that's something that you need to be prepared for and you need to be f familiar with before you get into or you're going to have some problems yeah so so you gave us kind of the pros and cons or your likes and 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 dislikes overall uh i know you're only 30 percent in and i'm glad i got you now because what what i want to do jack is bring you back on the program throughout your journey of perea okay so uh, are you willing to come back and let me grill you again <laughs> i mean what what i'd like to do is just follow you and let my listeners and viewers follow your story, right? You're 30% in. Let's bring you back when you're 50% in, 75% in. Then when you get through it, assuming you get through it, I think you'll get through it. But, but, but the question is, so far at 30% in, uh, what's your overall vibe or, or feeling about this? Has this been uh, an enjoyable experience for you? Or is it something you cringe thinking about, I got to get back in and do another 10%? You know, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I've learned a lot more than I expected. And it's kind of funny what you spoke about earlier, talking about, you know, it's not easy to become an appraiser. When, they, when I first heard about the program and was signing up for it and everything, you know, Paul and I, my boss, Paul and I were chatting and I, I said, you know, 10 practice assignments, some immersive skills and you can get your license. Like I can do, you know, you can do an appraisal report in a couple hours. So Paul, I'm going to finish this thing in a weekend, man. I'll be licensed. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, and, and a, it's a good thing that, that that has not been the case. It's, it's definitely time consuming, but you know, it should be, and you should have to have that full understanding. And I think they've done a great job of doing that so far. Yeah. So overall, your experience has been good in the Perea program. It has been good. Um, again, I, I'm very fortunate to have, the benefit of also having day-to-day -day experience in the appraisal industry here at work. Um, so we can get into it a little bit. Like I worry, I'm not, I worry about inspections moving forward. 
like I obviously have been able, I've been with my boss on inspections, you know, held the iPad, held the laser pointer, but I worry someone who's green and who doesn't have, you know, doesn't work in the industry right now, how can they leave this program and go inspect a house, you know? Um, and maybe that might be answered deeper into the program, the, but yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my concerns right now. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any question that this is, uh, you know, I saw someone uh, comment, I think it was on one of the podcasts actually, uh, that they were interested in, in maybe taking the Perea program to get their credential just as kind of a fast track, or maybe it's not a fast track, maybe it's an alternative path, they can't find a supervisor. But then once they come out on the other side, whether they they're, they're get licensed, and I think now they, they have it for certified, you go through this and get certified res, I think I just saw an announcement somewhere. Um, but then they wanted to go work at a firm or they want to go work in a team concept because they recognize while I've had this technical training and I can technically become licensed, I still, I'm going to be like a, I'm on a deserted island. I, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So, so while I can, while I can say I have my credential, I'm interested in working. And I really admired that, that, that gentleman that made that comment, I kind of tipped my hat to that because he's saying, Hey, I still got a lot to learn. You know, I got through and I got my license. You know, it's just like you study uh, your driver's book and you go and you take your, your your test to drive a car and boom you got your driver's license uh it doesn't automatically make you a good automobile driver <laughs> right uh so so it, you know i was it was kind of refreshing to hear that zach if there's somebody listening to this podcast right now and they're unsure they've heard about perea i talked to a young lady recently uh down in the uh, arizona market she she can't find a supervisor uh, she's thinking about Perea, but she's unsure because there's a cost associated with that. It's it's not cheap necessarily, right? Uh, but if there's something, somebody on the fence right now, what would you say to a listener who has been toying with the idea of exploring this Perea option? You know, I would just say jump. You know, it's it it's available to you now. And supervisor trainee is just so uncertain. You don't know when it could open up or if it couldn't. So go ahead and get get your start. Um, and on that point, you know, the person, the appraiser who wasn't willing to take you on as a trainee, you get through this program, you say, hey, can I go, can I observe you on an inspection or two? That's, you know, that's a lot different than someone coming, than coming in as a trainee under someone for a year. I think you, you'll find people a lot more willing to show you, you know, a couple tips and tricks on an inspection rather than take you under their wing for a whole year. So I, I you know, I say do it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Jack Zix, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with me today and good luck on your journey to become an appraiser. Uh, I've got to meet Zach, uh, Jack a couple of times uh, in South Carolina as well as you got to come out to Vegas this year. So uh, we've got to hang out a little bit and uh, Jack's a, a very fine young man. He's going to make a great appraiser. I am, uh, I'm glad that you have chosen the career path to get in this profession uh, I think the, the, the profession needs more jacks. Uh, and uh, so uh, congratulations on your decision to become an appraiser and good luck on your journey. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. And I look forward. Let's, let's check back in. When Absolutely. We get deeper into this. 
Absolutely. We definitely want to follow your story. Thanks, Jack, for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Appraisal Update podcast brought to you by Appraisal E-Learning and our great friends over at LIA Administrators and Insurance. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. Hopefully business is picking up a little bit. You know, the holidays are right around the corner. So enjoy time with your family and friends. Be thankful. Listen, things could always be worse, right? Uh, we do have the appraisal report webinar coming up. I'd like to give a little reminder and shout out to that. It's on November the 30th at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. It's absolutely free, but you get to join the conversation. So if you haven't checked that out, go over to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, and then you'll see a link there for the appraisal report webinar. Again, it will be November the 30th at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. I have a, my good friend, Jeff Morley. Uh, he is a practicing appraiser and also a regulatory board chair. And uh, he's gonna be talking about how to avoid uh, getting in trouble with your state, uh, best practices and things you can do to try to protect yourself as a practitioner. So you're not gonna wanna miss that. November the 30th at 10 o'clock. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube channel, Appraisery Learning, and you'll be in the know. Until next time, I'm your host, Brian Reynolds, for Jack Zick. Happy appraising. The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning.